everyone and welcome to the never open podcast the podcast open to everyone especially machine gun arn anderson i am your host luke and with me as always is my co-host mr andy say hello mr andy hello mr andy hello luke hello to the listeners out there especially a young lady whose name is jay who met minoru suzuki tonight and a few other people so we're excited to hear about that i'm 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 happy for her that's pretty cool um, we got G1 and straight up G1. Nothing else. We're not going to talk about anything else. No Highlander. No, oh, uh, no Grape Ape. No, uh, no Noah. Nothing. We're only talking about G1 tonight. Um, and on that note, con- congratulations to the UC Bearcats uh, on their big win at Notre Dame. Uh, fuck all the Notre Dame fans and, uh, you know, Cincinnati forever. That's fair enough. And, uh, yeah, like, we spoiled some Season 1 of Highland. I don't know if we want to spoil any Season 2, which I've just finished. And we'll probably review after uh, doing this, as well as reviewing Highlander 2, the movie, which is... Was that on... They're in the G1? Is Duncan McLeod in the G1? Hey, there can be only one in the G1 who, who mm. wins the thing, so... You know, there's crossover appeal. Ashley's like, talk about evil already. We will. And I'm like, we will. we will, we will, a lot. Real soon. so yeah uh strong has not aired yet so we won't hear from mr ian today and yeah you're i i just quickly saw that on the tweety jay met uh lance archer mr robbie eagles and minara suzuki so that's pretty fucking awesome yeah that uh people can go out and do things you sent me a message the other day going uh, I, I'm at a concert and I was like, what, what's a, what, a what, what's a concert? Yeah. Dude, I can't even remember what going to the fucking movies feels like. Shit. I mean, yeah. And that sucks for me as a James Bond fan. Like, when am I going to get to see James Bond? But yeah. 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 Well, it, that's uh that's a lot of G1 talk there. I mean, I know folks are overwhelmed. But uh, we're going to break down everything that Luke just got into as far as his G1 information he's talking about there. Oh, you. We do the preamble, and, and today you're just like, no. Can I can I mention how people can contact us, or is that not? Oh, if anyone wants to contact us about the G1 and only the G1, if they don't mention anything that's G1 related, I'm sorry, Ian. When you get your voicey email, if, if you don't say G1 at least once, we're not. We're not playing it. It's done. We're finished. It's over. 
But if you want to contact us, everyone, you can about the G1 only. You can do that. And uh, I am uh, on the Tweety at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drusifer Tweets. And we're there collectively, you know, cat, at uh, <laughs> Never Open Pod. Uh, at Never Open Pod. And if you want to send us a written email or a voice email, you can do that too. Neveropenpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to uh, only talk about the G1. That's right. Or you can talk about meeting Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer and Robbie Eagles and seeing an indie show. Uh, other than that, I don't want to hear about anything else. I don't want to hear about N1. I don't want to hear about uh, the H1N1 virus. I don't want to hear about anything except G1. That's the best. That was all I could do. That was the best I could do. So. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that great? So. And we got we got some uh, some some shows. Uh, two of them are at Corrigan. So one of them was at Shizuka. Shizuka? Shizuka? I don't know. Yeah. But yes, we start off with the banger block. It's B block. So uh, it's night three for the B block, by the way. And I just want to make sure, Mr. Andy, that I have the thing open that will tell me what the total points are. Just so okay, I can be well, a professional podcast that, and do that, yes. Yeah, while, while you're doing that, um, I can fill a little bit by talking about the fact that, uh, you know, I woke up at 5 in the morning. I'm sitting there. I already have a tear in my eye because it's 5 in the morning. But then mm. the show starts and my other eye starts tearing up because I look up. And it, it wasn't made by a fan, but that's okay. There's a banner hanging from the balcony at Kurgan Hall. And I'm just like... <sighs> That's what it sounds like when I cry. And uh, because I just want those back so bad. Um, I want them back. They're, they're like, because there's people that have just started watching in the past year, year and a half, and they haven't seen what Kurgan Hall looks like when it's fucking a normal New Japan show with banners and people hanging from the rafters and screaming and shit. It's awesome. I miss that. Some people have not heard um, things like Sonata, Taichi. No. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know about that. They only they think it's just some shit we made up. <laughs> Could be. Oh my god! Like yeah, there are some people that only know the evil that we're seeing tonight, especially oh. the evil that we get in this match, uh, evil versus Tai Chi. Hell yeah! Uh, and that was some great transition there, Luke. I just wanted to say. Fuck yeah! So Charity's in the room and she looks up and sees uh, Evil and Dick Togo coming towards the ring, and she's like. I'll have some dick to go. Yeah, mate. And I was like, okay, well, goodbye, everybody. I'm done. I guess guess I'm done watching the G1. So uh, that was funny. She had a couple one-liners. She said Highlander 2, it was uh, the equivalent of uh, Stephen King on cocaine. So uh, she, she... The best Stephen King is Stephen King on cocaine. <laughs> have you like seen that weird. movie he directed? Get out of here. What yeah. was it called? Maximum Max- Overdrive? Yeah, with the, the <laughs> shitty uh, ACDC song. Like, it's like, a, who made who or whatever. <laughs> all terrible. the music is ACDC for some reason. I would Animated like to be. Like, if, if I could be one musician, um, it would be the drummer for ACDC. Every song's the same tempo. Every song has the same drum beat. I mean, that dude has the easiest job. Like, you could do all the drugs, and you'd still be able to, like, hang. There's no problem, because you do not have to do anything hard. <laughs> yeah they're okay uh, i don't mind them they're all right but uh they're drummer sucks. <laughs> does he ringo suck or is he better than that oh no! 
<laughs> Ringo is fantastic. Ringo invented the shit that ACDC's drummer sucks at. So, you know what I mean? I just, you know, if every beat is, that's like the first beat you learn. And that's every, the beat to every ACDC song. So, I mean, I could teach you how to play ACDC songs. And this is all G1 related. Yes, yes, it is. Be, uh, I blame Dick Togo for this. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, Taichi's smart. He goes straight for Dick Togo, which is what you do. So it's cheating fun, and uh, Tai Chi kicks uh, Evil off the off the apron into the railing, which kills the timekeeper. So that was pretty cool. And uh, I don't know, I just had a really good time with this. It was just fun cheating shit because Tai Chi is going to cheat as much as Evil is, or not as much because the Dick Togo's there. But uh, Togo uses Miho Abe to distract Tai Chi, and. Uh, then there's like a low blow and everything is evil. Then the darkness scorpion. And then Togo mm. makes uh, Mio Abe watch <laughs> as, as Tai Chi taps out. <laughs> so you got evil at four and Tai Chi at four. I, I had a good fun, good fun time with it. Listen, listen, Tai Chi's like my favorite wrestler now. <laughs> I fucking love Tai Chi. And I love these matches where he, he, you know, is this a high work rate match? No. But what it is, is it's Tai Chi just selling like a crazy person. He does this a couple times in these shows we're talking about where it's like, it's like Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan, you know, type of deal where he's just bumping like a crazy person. And especially at the end of this match, right? Um, it's a lot of fun. You kind of covered all the stuff that kind of happened. Uh, there was Tai Chi hilariously choking, uh, evil a lot you know on the outside and stuff like that then he chokes dick togo you know like all this stuff. It's fun stuff but at the end like tai chi is dead you know and and so <laughs> like miho is defiantly like trying to you know protect him from the bad guys but they they fuck off and then tai chi basically just rides a young lion to the back because he can't He's selling so dramatically. He's like <laughs> falling all over the place. And this young lion's just catching him. So he just kind of rides into the back. It is real fucking funny. And if you notice, very important for later, when Dick Toko did make Miho watch, he grabbed her by this like hair thing that she wears, which is similar to the hair thing that Deanna Troy wears in TNG. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to mention like it was the same kind of thing that fucking... Uh, Shredder wears when he has a big title match or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, yes, but uh, in practice, no. TNG talk. We haven't had a bit of that for a while, but there you go. yeah. So, you know, good start. But then we follow it up with Sonata versus Chase Owens. And, you know, it's the uh, the classic, I hope they both lose kind of thing for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, anyway, it's it's solid. It's, it's solid shit. Uh, you know, they, but... I have some problems with it because they do some of the same bumps and shit from the fucking first match. Didn't I not watch that match? What are they doing? Because they did some of the same stuff. Anyway, Sonata does a cool Rana reversal out of the package pile driver. So I guess this is a thing now. Uh, how can everyone in B Block reverse the package pile driver? So far, we've had that with the Gunstar. Now we've got it with this uh, Rana and stuff. But uh, yeah, Chase is doing decent in this G1, but we all know what he's there for. He's there to lose and help Yoshihashi maybe break the record and get four points, maybe. Oh, my God. We've already spoken about evil. <laughs> he won. Sounds serious. 
Whatever it is. Damn. Oh, it's daylight savings here, right? So oh, uh, no. we had we our clocks went back uh, forward now, so we lost an hour of sleep. Yeah. And uh, I said to Charity, did you get an extra hour of sleep? Because you know you can now because of the. the well, she usually wakes up super early, so she could actually get the extra hour of sleep. She said she was going to, except uh, her alarm went off as normal, and uh, Ashy heard it and was like, "Oh shit, it's food time! Hell ah, yeah!" Yeah, okay. That was yeah, it was all over. Very very G one related, um, and uh, you know that's good to know. Thank you for letting me know that because I was wondering why you were ready so early. I was like, "Oh man, he's beating his dad early." Okay, we're good to go. <laughs> And it's because of the time change, which we will catch up. Yeah. We will be back to the the two the fourteen hour uh, difference. Right now it's whatever it's fifteen hours, but uh, we we will be back to the fourteen hour thing in like a month when we you know push our fall back and you know because the light we have to save the light. You see, because we we don't know we don't have electric lights. Okay, we can't light the <laughs> darkness. We don't know what to do. It's like we we need to save the light as much as possible. Okay, Luke. There are electric lights. There is even an orchestra based around electric lights. I've never heard of it. Um, you never but, heard of the uh, electric light orchestra? I don't know what you're talking about. To me, you know, once the, once the sun goes down, that's the end of the day. I mean, like, I, I don't know what else I can do for that day. Um, for this match, uh, Sonata versus Guy from Texas. Um, I, I have I have a, a little uh, jokey joke for you here. So, hi, hi, Luke and Ian. This is this is Andy. Um, this match is fine. As far as personality, though, zero plus zero equals zero. <laughs> there's, my, there's an Ian joke for you that I busted out in my, my terrible Ian impression. I hope you like that. Um, Texas guy does a fucking blue steel driver, all right? So, okay, let's let's clear this up for everybody. So there's this move out there that people say, oh, well, it's called the last shot, but it's the original last shot. And Adam Cole sure is the guy that first did it. But no, that's not true. Aaron Williams uh, from Cincinnati, he is maybe not the first guy to ever do it, but he is definitely the first guy in the Indies that most people ever saw do it and did it before. Adam Cole, it's called the Blue Fucking Steel Driver, and basically is a uh, vertical suplex shoulder breaker type deal on the knee, and it's fucking cool. And uh, Aaron Williams does it way better than Mr. Owens does it, so fuck you. And um, they uh, also, as you say, as you mentioned before, they did the same exact like kind of sequence or whatever from the previous match. And uh, instead of going like, oh, that's a that sure is a move that happened. Kevin Kelly's like, hey, isn't that what happened in the first match? Like, yeah, don't say that, Kevin. Like, where we say that we we say that you just say uh, just keep going on like. You know, you're just supposed to go with it and put it over. So I said something like that last week, where uh, they were mentioning things. I was like, no, no, we we'll we'll complain about that. You just keep going with the with the commentary. Dude. Yeah, I, you know, on night three, I just got tired of it and just went with the Japanese commentary. And I made that going forward because I'm just like, man, enough. Quit spoiling shit and quit pointing out stuff that I already see and don't want to notice. So. Anyway, right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not actually angry. I like it. But yeah, in case anyone's surprised, though, Skull End and Mood Assault on Chase by Sonata. So Sonata's at four, and uh, Chase has a big fat donut. So there you go. So uh, I I kind of like the next match as well, even though it's got one of your least favorite dudes in it. It's uh, Goto versus Jeff Cobb. 
And uh, I like, I know, I don't know if he's done this before, or maybe I'm just starting to notice it, but I'm, I'm really enjoying this thing that I've dubbed the Forever Corner Slams. Oh my God, Kat. Can we put her outside or something? <laughs> she can hang out with the fucking neighbors or something? Like, shit. Yeah. Like Snowball <laughs> 2 and The Simpsons, right? There's a separate <laughs> reference for you. You know, there you go. I did watch that yeah. show. You did. Uh, once or twice. I haven't even made a Simpsons reference yet. Holy shit. You got in before I did. Yeah. But yes, it's a go-to versus Jeff Cobb. He does this thing called the Forever Corner Slams. It's what I'm calling it. Cobb just you know, has has the guy over his shoulder and just keeps running them into each of the corn posts. It's pretty awesome. That's called that's called the Oklahoma Stampede is what that's called. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it. So, uh <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, Goto gets some good offense in like he does. It's 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 kind of like a never style match, but this isn't Cobb from last year where uh, all all you know when he first arrived, so where everyone could beat him quite easily. No, no, no. This is I've signed with New Japan, Jeff Cobb, so uh, he's going to kick the shit out of you and throw you around like a rag doll, and it makes you happy, and it makes me happy because if you're happy, I'm also happy seeing. Uh, Hiroki Goto, go on a tour of the islands. Yeah. Uh, Cobb six, back. Goto zero. Yeah, I think. Uh, don't think he's ever coming back. I I I heard that he likes it down there uh, in the islands, and that Goto's like, hey man, I found my place. I'm gonna quit wrestling and never wrestle again. Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. Um, so Goto, on his way to the ring, I don't know if you noticed this, but he's wearing a polo shirt to the ring. Because that's what he's doing. So I guess he was he was like, you know, it's business casual, you know, for wrestling or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's doing there. He's cheating. Goto's cheating. He's getting his shit in and cheating to do it. Um, and there's this deal where, like, he tries to run and jump into the corner and do, like, a squisher. And uh, Cobb just catches him and does, like, the fucking fuck you one-arm standing spine buster thing. <laughs> I love that move. That move is great. Um Crowd fucking loves it. Cobb loves it. And Cobb is like having to stop himself from going, yeah, come on. Cause he's kind of the baby face in this match. And like, he'll do a big move and the crowd's like, woo. And he looks out to the crowd like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go along with this. I'm just going to keep doing my shit. Cause he's kind of like the, you know, stone cold killer. Right. I mean, you know, Cobb yeah. doesn't show emotion. He's kind of like a wrestling robot and he does these fucking amazing moves and the, and, and all the feats of strength in this match, but it's just funny because he loves getting cheered as we all do. And so he starts getting cheered and he's like, I mean, he's so much wants to be like, let me hear you, you know, but he can't. So um, that was fun. Uh, we also get the amazing double tap. I love this move. Um, and it's the, uh, you know, chop slash clothesline in the corner. And um, yeah. I don't know if we talked about that when we had Lexus Montez on, but uh, he does an impression of, uh, of uh, Shibata. And when Shibata would tell them how to do moves, he'd say, no, no slap leg. You didn't no, you will not slap leg is what he says. He says, you, you, you hit hard and that's where the sound comes from. And I love that. Cause like, that's Cobb's whole like offense is like everything he does, like makes awesome sounds. And you probably heard me say it before, but sound is so important in pro wrestling and Cobb's got that shit figured out. Uh, like I said, tons of feats of strength that are just amazing. And Godo's the heel. He's trying to stop uh, Cobb from doing the cool moves. 
Um, but uh, the finish is such a – it's a really cool finish. This is a great match. Um, you know, Goto, like, grabs his polo and goes to the back and is like, man. <laughs> Did his polo have, even have anything on it? Does it just say, like, oh, yeah. dojo or something? Oh, do you want to hear about this, what it had on it? Okay. Yeah, all right. Um, so Goto's finishing move is called what? The GCR. Right. Okay. So what it is? What does his shirt say? It said GTR, right? No, it said oh, okay. GT, GTW because that's some other thing that he has that's not a move, but it's some phrase that he uses. Goto, fuck off. He needs some consistency and shit. But look, I just think you see Jeff Cobb and he's got the physique of a killer, but he he just looks like a nice guy. Yeah, I don't think he can help it. So his people people just wanted to go, yeah, you did that. And he's like, yeah, I did. Then he wants to do his, like, you know, get his uh, pinky finger and his thumb, you know, like he's like, going, yeah, dude. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> let's do this next match, which uh, I, had a, I had a lot of fun with as well. It's uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Tamatonga. I'm going to keep saying this, dude. I want, I want more singles, uh, Tama. And, uh, yeah, I don't care if there's a G.O.D. tag team ever again. Uh, I like I like the singles that uh, Tam is putting down, even though he's losing spoiler at most of his matches. But uh, here we go. I like seeing a Tongan death grip on uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I also like that there's a point in this match where it's like the Tongan twist versus the twist and shout. Yes. That was really cool. I kind of got a big kick out of that. Uh Tama Tonga does uh, the sling blade and a high fly flow. Uh, and then uh, I don't quite know why this happened, but like Tana gets gun stunned, but Tama is too slow to cover him. Was he? Did he get super damaged before that? I can't remember. It was a double down. Yeah, the gun stun. <laughs> yeah, was a yeah. Down. It's fine though. And then uh, you know he's Tana's wrestling someone who's. Uh, very ripped and fit and moving really fast, but uh, it's not how fast you wrestle. It's how smart you wrestle. Roll up and Tanahashi gets off, uh, another two points. So he's at four and Tama still at two. This is the second time that Tanahashi's won a match in the G1 by using his brain and not his brawn, so to speak. Um, yeah. And uh, this match has a really cool story. All right. You've heard it before. You've heard people go, oh, this match told a story. And you, you know what this is from? You stole my story. You know what that's from? No. No, that's from that. The, speaking of uh, of uh, uh, Stephen King on cocaine, that's from that, that one movie where the guy, oh, Secret Window. That's what it's called. The guy shows up uh, and he's okay. like, hey, Johnny Depp, you stole my story. And uh, anyway, so uh, but this this match tells an amazing story. And here's what the story is. The story is Tama Tonga wants to use Tanahashi's moves against him. And he does this at the very beginning and it goes throughout the match. So Tama or, uh, Tanahashi does this thing where he gets a guy in a headlock and he gets the crowd behind him. Right. And the guy tries to hit the ropes and Tanahashi goes, no, no, no. And basically just pushes him down to the ground and won't let the guy hit the ropes and get out of the headlock. And Tanahashi gets a fucking pop for that every time. Tama Tonga did that to Tanahashi at the beginning of the match. That was awesome. 
Um, (laughs) I really like, I love this match is really good, man. I I just love it. And, um, you know, so we have this going on throughout the match where it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's maybe a version of, you know, Tamatonga's version of his thing that he wants to do that matches up against uh, Tanahashi's thing, or it's actually Tanahashi's move. Like what you talked about with him doing the sling blade and then his own high fly flow, which was, all the way across the ring almost. It was awesome. Pretty sure there was an audible gasp from Cork and Hall as well, too. Yes, yeah. yes. We heard a little bit. Not too much, but a little bit. Um, that was fantastic. I love that. The Tongan death grip part was really cool. So, you know, Tom, he's got the Tongan grip, Tongan death grip on. Tama Tonga does a lot of a lot of toms and tons in this. Uh, so I'm screwing that up a lot. I'm sorry, but this is difficult to say. Um, and and Tanahashi teases dragon screw. And then does his own Tongan death grip to giving Tom Tamatonga back yeah. what he'd just been giving it to him and then follows it up with a dragon screw. And then like later on in the match, like Tamatonga hits his own dragon screw. You know what I mean? It's like it's really, really good shit. Um, it was uh very interesting. So I I really like this a lot, and I'm interested to see like if this continues where Tanahashi is trying to use his brain, you know, um, which is located in his head which most wrestlers will let you know by pointing at their head to say, hey, that's where my brain's at, where I do my thinking. And, uh, you know, I just want to see him continue to win like this because I I think it's going to be much more believable for him going forward as he, you know, eventually gets a leg injury because, I mean, you know, it's Tanahashi, so. I mean, you say that, and I know Yano points to his head, but he's a bit of a smart ass, so uh, his brain's a little lower down. <laughs> he's on a little yes well and Ta, you know toriano is on a different level than every other wrestler as far as like smarts in the ring so i mean like you know he can point it whenever he wants he can point yep. some other guy that's where i keep my brain from there <laughs> like spark on that episode spark's brain oh my god yeah which yeah. is a more ridiculous premise for a star trek episode so um Spock's brain is stolen. That's one of them. All right. Or Neelix's lungs are stolen, which is stupid. The brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah brain. But yeah. Neelix's lungs. Yeah. Why couldn't they just steal Neelix and never give him back? But because uh, then no one would cook and do the dishes. That's why. I know. Because you got to cook. Right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, these guys on, on Voyager, they trade. They're, uh, you know, they're replicator rations for all kinds of shit. They're making bets for the replicator rations. Oh, I gave so-and-so my replicator rations. And then and then they're bitching at Neelix. And it's like, well, then don't fucking give your replicator rations away, dumbass. God damn. Yeah. People are dumb on Voyager, I swear. But uh, here we go. I guess that was awesome G1 talk, by the way. It feels good when it's thrown back at you, doesn't it? Anyway, <laughs> here we, here we so, go. Yeah. PNG1 talk, yes. Yeah. So, uh, look, if I, I'm looking at the people that are in Bleed Block. Bleed Block. Bleed Block. Bleed Block. Bleed And this is only the first show we're covering. Bleed Block. Bleed Block. I'm fucked already. <laughs> Hipping in the hopping. So, I, <laughs> I look at B Block and I look at all the wrestlers on it and I'm like, okay, there's a, there's a few matches on here where I could believe some Yoshihashi competitiveness. I can believe it. Uh, tai Chi will be one. Sonata's one because he beat Sonata last year. Evil Sorta. Mm, you know, Chase as well. Tamatonga. It's fine. 
two people I don't believe he has a single chance in my fucking hell against, and thus I don't need to see 27 minutes of it, are um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and that hasn't happened yet, and this next guy, because it's Joe Carter. Now, I, I am a bit of a Yoshi apologist, and uh, I am a weirdo who doesn't like Kazushka Okada. I like his wrestling, uh, but I don't like him. No, you don't. You do not like his wrestling, because this match is awesome, and he does great wrestling in it, and you're like, ah, I don't like this. I guess, like, I just, I was just like, I just looked at this, and I was just like, oh, Yoshi's losing, so hopefully we get a good, like, 15 minutes and we're done. It's just nearly half an hour. And I'm just like, just lose, Yoshi. Shit, man. So, yeah. um one main event, Luke. Dude, God. it's doing my head in. I have attention issues already, and I have quit smoking. It is really hard to sit still and pay attention for so long, and especially when I've done something I'm just like only kind of half interested in, that half being Yoshihashi. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I don't know when the turn happened. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It might, Ikata, it, it, it's, it's kind of over for me. But uh, I do know when it happened. It's your fault. You're put, you, I'm, I'm giving you all this aw- awesome story about Shingo and unifying the already unified titles. I mean, the unified <laughs> titles and that split them up. Fuck, my brain hurts. Fucking, ugh. Yeah, anyway. And then and you're just like, Ikata's winning. No story, no reason why. You don't really need one. You just need to say Okada in. Just like, Okada, lols. You know, like, John Cena wins, lols. That's all you need. And, I, and 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 I'm just like, no, 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 no. And I'm rebelling against that. So uh, I'm rebelling against cigarettes and Kizuchika Okada at the same time. Fucking let's go, motherfuckers. But, uh, yeah, um, I thought this was way too long. So, uh, yeah, for what it eventually is, which is uh, uh, Rainmaker... Yoshi loses, of course. All right. I got a 28-minute review of this. Here we go. Um, So uh, (laughs) this match starts out with some headlocks, lots of headlocks, right? And it's the underdog story of Yoshihashi trying to get the win over one of the best wrestlers of all time, no matter what Luke thinks. And uh, the crowd is all about Yoshihashi, and Okada turns on him immediately, like a couple minutes in. It's like the crowd starts getting behind Yoshihashi. And um, remember... When Okada faced, uh, I think it was Suji or Yuya, I can't remember which one it was, and how much of an asshole he was to the crowd because they were cheering the young lion over him. This is the same match. That's what he did here. He's he just he has this hilarious look on he he gets on his face where he does the like the heel. This is your guy routine. You know, every heel does that. Every heel does the thing where he's beating up the good guy and he's like, this is your guy. Talking to the crowd, you know, this is the guy you want to cheer. The guy laying in the ring that I'm beating the shit out of, you know, and that makes the crowd cheer. Well, <laughs> Okada can do that with a look. <laughs> it's really funny and it makes me laugh. He does this the whole match and it's like, you know, and, and Yoshihashi's moves are so shitty and they look so crappy compared to Okada's moves. It doesn't even matter. The match is really fun. It's just like Captain New Japan versus Okada from Kurgan Hall that we watched uh, and on like the 45th anniversary show or whatever it was. Um, there's money clips and Yoshihashi almost dies from the money. He does a great job of selling, actually. It's pretty good. And Okada yeah. is all shitty. 
doing his offense all pissed like a pissed off robot. It's awesome. Rainmaker, but no, Yoshihashi might come back. Two Rainmakers, and Yoshihashi hits the Lariat for a huge reaction. Another Lariat, and a Kamuskuroshi, and a Butterfly Lock. A long one. Then another, Okada. He fights to the ropes, but Yoshihashi does shitty, more shitty holds. And then there's a Karma. But no, Tombstone for the double down. Yoshihashi almost wins with the roll up. It's really exciting. Shitty Rainmaker and Okada wins. I really like this match, and then and you're all mad about it, and you turn it off. <laughs> I only turned off. I did not turn the match off. I, thank you very much. I turned off Okada's promo. Right. So after the match, you turn it off, and uh, Okada gets on the mic, and he's like, "I heard what Luke was saying," and he gets <laughs> on the mic and tells you personally to suck it. He's like, he's like, "I know there's people out there that don't like me winning, and uh, they could suck it because I'm gonna win everything." <laughs> That's really funny. Hey, that's fair enough. He must be getting a lot of that. Uh, so for him to bring it up. Uh, look, I don't know. I like most wrestlers more than him. Most, and not because of wrestling talent necessarily or, or personality. It's got to do with, with booking. I guess I, I don't end up. I, I sent you a message saying like when Tanahashi was in his younger, I'm, a, I'm the winningest winner who's ever won phase of his career. I might have had the same feeling towards yeah. him as I do with Okada now, but I like Tanahashi's current kind of vulnerable, um, old older man kind of stick. But I, I look at most wrestlers on the New Japan roster, and I see a lot of the times I feel like matches could go either way. Not always, you know, but a lot of the times you could be like, oh, it's Kenta versus Ishii. Who's going to win? I don't know. You know, things like that. I feel like that happens more to me with most other wrestlers than it does Mr. Ricardo because Mr. Ricardo is just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win. And I don't know. It's it's kind of tension-breaking for me. Anyway, I don't know. I, I could, it's fine. It is what it is. It's the Let's G1, get... though. It's the G1, and anybody can win any match. Now, it doesn't always happen, but anyone can win any match. Yujiro beat Ibushi, okay? So – you know, I, yeah. and, and again, I don't know why you're hung up on that, but I mean, I don't want to spend all the time talking about this or anything, but, you know, this is the fucking G1. All the matches are going to be long and they're, they're all going to be like main event style. So that's just what we signed up for. So why why you got to get mad about it? Uh, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, I'm like <laughs> it's something I used to do quite a lot that I'm not doing anymore. And uh, it is coloring things sometimes. Not 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 a huge degree because I think I've been down on a card for quite a while. But uh, even before this this G one. And well, by the way, listen, I, he, listen. he sucked last G one. By the way, but uh, that's that's all right. Well, Babylon Five is still out there if you want to watch it. I mean, you don't have to stop. You can keep watching it if you want. I mean, it's out there. So yeah. I'm just saying. You know, what you said it's you quit too. doing. You quit doing something. And I don't know. That's the first thing I thought of. Um, Babylon but, Five. Uh, I don't know why. Um, that's getting a reboot too, by the way. Um, by yeah, the you know same... why it's getting a reboot? It's because most of the actors who were in it are dead. Hey. You can't yeah. do a continuation of it. Like, people will want a continuation. You'll be like, oh, wait, all our favorite characters are dead. Oh. They're like, the entire they're race either... of Napoleon guys is dead. <laughs> yeah, they're either dead in the show because their character died, or they're dead in real life. And you're just like, oh. 
Well, shit. <laughs> well, they're getting a reboot, and it's made by the same people, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. They're the showmakers are that. So, so that was the end of night one, right? Or it night six, actually. Oh. Night, night six, uh, B block. So we're on a night seven. That's right. Or oh, as we're on to A block now. Yeah, night seven, yeah. A block, correct. All right, I I, I have it as night four because it's night four for a block anyway that's how i have it written out night seven we... a block night four but I, I the way i'm i'm doing this is it's night seven a block night yeah. eight b block you know what i mean yeah, i think yeah. that's easier to understand for me for my brain as you would say um, that <laughs> does not hurt my brain and i like to think with my heart so you know that's what hurts me the most a lot of times yeah you start pointing to your head but really you're just like ah point my Listen to you. Listen to you. I have no idea. Look it up while I. Uh, I will. I will do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll look. About uh, a Glock, night four. Because <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, we got Bushi versus. He's not. He's not in New Japan. So. Yeah, that's just true. It would be double A Glock anyway. Uh, that was somebody else's joke. Uh, Mr. Black Baymax, he, he made that joke. Uh, Roxette. Uh, that song's by Roxette. Oh, that's right. That lady had that crazy hair. Yeah. yeah. I always thought her hair looked a little bit like... Um, what's the woman from the Eurythmics? I used to know her name. Annie Lennox. Yeah. You don't like I, any of them. Get out of here. I just, I, she has a song. She was so popular for a while. And like, mm-hmm. I, I, that song, Why? I mean, if the, if a song was a person, I, I, you know, and that song was a person, I would punch it in the face. And so, um, I don't like that song. I also, <laughs> Sweet Dreams, I don't ever have to hear that again. It's like one of those songs where, like, yeah, I've heard it enough. I don't ever yeah, have I'm to hear you, it again. Man. You know, like, enough with that song. Like, fuck that song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a karaoke staple. I used to be. I used to go to karaoke a lot, and uh, yeah, that's a yeah. I agree. What Fuck that song. What's your What's your go to G one related song that you sing at karaoke? Um, Real Muscle Live. Uh, <laughs> uh, I could do it all right. Creep by Radiohead, uh, Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys, uh, War Pigs by Sabbath. Um, there's a couple Peter Frampton songs I'm not too bad at. Uh, Love is the Drug by, um, what was it? Um, Brian Ferry. A few others so I, I asked for one go to karaoke G Run related song, and you told me like seconds. Hell yeah, man got to keep your options open but yes it's bushi versus yajiro and i'm liking uh bushi's red and black outfit because uh reminds me of the essendon bombers which what the is heck? uh usually my essendon football team uh, essendon football team, afl football team usually so, that just uh, started right didn't the, the afl start recently no the grand final was on uh, the other week and the melbourne wow. demons who haven't won a grand final since uh 1960 something uh finally won one so the drought is okay. over. So wait, yeah. So Why the, is Bushi uh, wrestling here? He's wrestling because Tetsuya Naito is injured, and oh, uh, and rather than give Lij the night off because obviously they need nights off, 
They bring him, they call him in going, Oi, we need you to cover a shift for us tonight. Boosh, boosie. Oh, yeah, okay. That's how he sounds, I guess. I don't know what he said. His voice sounds like. <laughs> but uh, I do like to start here. Bushi just starts by drop kicking Yujiro. Uh, Yujiro uses Peter as a human shield at one point. Uh, and, you know, and, and it was fine. Um, no offense to Bushi, but uh, they, neither guy are two of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and they're wrestling each other. So, uh, you know, pimp juice or big juice, something juicy, and Yujiro wins. That move is called an Impaler DDT, and that's what it's called. Um, but here's the most important thing about this match is that, yes, Bushi's there, and it's good to see Bushi. He gets his shit in. He fucking is a great wrestler. Uh, Yujiro's there. He exists. Um, but also, we have Peter <laughs> dressed up like a cheerleader, all right? And um, that skirt was shorter than the skir skirts that I remember the cheerleaders wearing when I was in school. Um, I, I don't know if there's some, like, material missing or something but there was something that was missing and i was very upset um there's something a cheerleader needs absolutely has to have in order to be a cheerleader and it's fucking pom-poms we can't get you know uh cheerleader peter some pom-poms i mean come on she could be shaking those things you know don't you remember um who was the cheerleader for D ddp right the the booty bay right kimberly. um kimberly and kimberly. she had pom-poms and it was like it was a great gimmick to have as a, you know, as a, a valet. So, I mean, let's get her some fucking pom-poms, okay? Hey, Peter was shaking things. Uh, just wasn't pom-poms. Uh, well. yes. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she, I guess she is the reason we spend longer talking about Yujiro matches than usual. Uh, because she's awesome. And here we go. Here's a match that I'm like, oh, I don't know about this, but... You know, I even know Ishii's in it. But the, the second half of it is, is a lot better. But we got uh, Tongaloa versus Tomohiro Ishii. And this one starts kind of hot, like an Ishii match should. And then it slows down. Forearm exchanges. Slows down. And at the start, to the, to the middle of this match, Tongaloa keeps slowing this match down. Probably because he's like... Ishii, I need some fucking breaks before I can go hard in the last half of the match. You know, he's saving all his energy for the fucking last half. So I felt like for the first portion of this match, Tongaloa was just like, well, I do have this big, strong physique, and I do look like I could beat people up, but I'm going to slow this fucking match down. Thank you. That's awesome, Tongaloa, because, you know, he gets gassed a lot. But he's tired. eventually he's rested enough. He pulls out this, like, uh, gnarly drop kick, which is really cool. Uh, and uh, the breaks kind of cease, and then it turns into this like really cool kick ass match. Thanks to Ishii, and then uh, eventually Tongaloa gets with the program and starts putting on an awesome match, too. Is it an apeship shit attempt? No. Then a second one reversed into a brain buster, and Ishii is finally on the scoreboard. And he was technically already on the scoreboard, but. You know, he doesn't have a match with Naito, so we got the two points for that. So Ishii gets his first win, and uh, Tongaloa yet to yet to win. So uh, it was a kind of a thing. Like I uh, didn't like the start too much, but it it built for me. It was by the end of it, I was uh, I was into it. Okay, I I thought this match was decent, and it's because of Ishii, not anything else. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, the reason why that dropkick looks so awesome is because Ishii took it right in the fucking face. 
It was like <laughs> the timing actually wasn't right. Tongaloa was way too close to him and, and came too early. But you know what? That's fine. Whatever. Ishii's like, I'll just fucking get kicked in the face and sell for you. Uh, and um, yeah, it's funny. Because all this match, you know, Ishii's just selling his ass off for Tongaloa, you know, just doing everything he can to make him look great. And at the very end of the match, like, uh, Tongaloa takes Ishii's finish. And, and again, just to reiterate, Ishii is the guy who just spent, like, 15, 20 minutes selling his ass off for Tongaloa. And what does Tongaloa do after the match? He just gets up like he didn't take any moves and just walks to the back. Um, almost as if he's Lance Archer, who just took two, uh, you know, uh, high fly flows from Tanahashi, you know, at uh, that stupid, whatever that show was called, that resurrection show or whatever it was called. Um, God, that pisses me the fuck off, man. God, that pisses me off. You can't do that. You can't. Doesn't annoy me with a, doesn't annoy me so much with a guy like Archer, who's like 10 feet tall but Tongaloa is not 10 feet no and he just walks to the back like well no big deal he even like stops by Kevin Kelly you know and Kevin Kelly like yells at him for a second or whatever I don't know man like what the fuck are we doing you know what are we doing meanwhile earlier in the night or you know the night before fucking Taichi sells so much to the back that he doesn't even know which he's like he's either trying to go to the heel locker room to attack his opponent or he doesn't know which locker room is which way because he's selling so much you know it's just oh this is yeah. what is not not okay and pisses me off about wrestling when someone is selfish in wrestling you can't do that that's not part of the the whole process. If you're selfish in wrestling, you're fucking yourself over and the person who's trying to put you over, brother, brother. So don't like it. Uh, Tongalo is selfish, or he's just not smart enough to figure out that he needs to not do shit like that. Like the performance ends when he's when the wrestlers, both wrestlers or all the wrestlers involved are at the back, right? Right yes. at the back. Now I can chill out and not sell anymore and. Oh, now it's all good, but when as soon as you come out with your entrance theme to whenever you fuck off after the match, it's not just bell to bell. You gotta you gotta sell that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Living the gimmick is bad. You don't want to live the gimmick, right? But guess what? You don't have to do that to just fucking sell a finisher faster. Well, it'll be like in the main event where um you know between Shingo and I'm not jumping ahead, but Shingo and Kenta, Shingo comes out with his arm taped. Because Zack Sabre Jr. fucked it up the other match. Tongaloa would have just come out normal. You know, he would have just come out in his normal shit without being taped up. So, uh, yeah. I guess that's why Tongaloa hasn't wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. yet. Because uh, he wouldn't sell for that long. Yeah, no shit. Not a bad match, though. The match, the match isn't bad. <laughs> it's fine. Get on that. I just, I just, that, that fucking just gets under my skin, man. Like, that's the kind of shit. I don't want people getting beat up. I don't want that kind of enforcement necessarily in wrestling but that's the way it is and like 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 violence is like currency in wrestling and if you fuck up like that you got to pay and so like that's the kind of thing that could happen you know on an indie or something like that that guy would end up paying for doing something like that because you can't do that it's not okay yeah but yeah so uh you know in case uh i don't know i did say the score and the finish it yep it's all good but now we got a match that um uh, f- for me, it's toss up for uh, match of the night uh, between this and the main event. But uh, we got Great Card versus Zack Sabre Jr. Their first ever uh, singles match together. I was very excited for this because you just don't know what to expect. Uh, 
And we, I saw a little bit of this in a previous Great Okan match. I think it was against Yujiro where uh, you stop Yujiro from going outside, or well, for a while anyway. But, you know, as soon as Yujiro takes over, you know he's going straight outside to his pimp cane shit. But uh, Great Okan pulled out all, all sorts of uh, amateur wrestling kind of stuff against Yujiro. And all. I thought, oh, this is interesting. And here it is with uh, Zack Sabre Jr. as well. Like, it was... It reminded me of the kind of matches that Zack Sabre Jr. might have with Sonata, where they just start off on the mat and then just try to outmaneuver each other. Like, oh, you've trapped my leg. Oh, well, I'm going to turn it and trap you. Then, nope, I'm going to twist around and trap you. Just mat-based start, constant movement and maneuvering. I really like that. Uh, and they're getting so into it and grappling so hard that uh, maybe from a headlock or just from transitioning from one move to the next, I don't know how it happens, but Great Khan's bleeding from the nose. And I just saw this match was fucking cool. Like, Great Khan goads uh, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. At, at one point, they you know, keep trying uh, to twist each other up and shit. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really loving this, by the way. This match is great. Uh, Khan putting like um, Zack Sabre, he's done this before. I've seen him do this with, against Tanahashi, but that uh, kind of uh, backwards, uh, over the back torture rack kind of move. I don't know what that's called. I hope you don't, the name of it is, I don't. And I, I was just like, all right, I can see Zack Sabre Jr. getting his fucking first loss here. But just like the ending with the Shingo match, which I felt was really earned despite a really fast tap you know he tapped out so fast like it's, it's crazy uh, same thing with uh greater khan uh he's in a position where if he doesn't tap like he's pretty much going to fall onto the arm that's being bent back so if he doesn't just kind of like tap uh zach's not letting go and that's gonna fuck his arm up so greater khan taps straight away and it's the only, the only two times i can think of in my brain where a wrestler's put in a submission hold and they tap straight away and I don't think they're a little bitch for doing so. So uh, Zack Sabre Jr., perfect score on eight. And Greater Khan's got an eight as well, but, uh, you know, he gets those two points from Naito. What do you think of this one? Well, Khan had to tap or snap, right? I mean, that's yep. what was going on there, you know? So uh, I like the rolling around at the beginning. Tap or snap, that's, yep. That's what you call that. That's called rolling around, you know? So that's like a jujitsu term there for you, you know? Um, and uh, that's literally what those guys call, like, sparring. They call it rolling around. So um, anyway, they roll around for a while at the beginning, and that's really fun. So, okay, there's no way to call that, okay? There's no way in the back to go, like, okay, so I'm going to get an arm bar, then you're going to slide out and get this and get that. When you see guys doing this kind of thing, which is rare, like this particular style of chain wrestling where it's just kind of like, they can't quite get a hold of each other. Then they do. Then then they're in and out of these holds over and over again. That is those guys just doing that. That's not them coming up with that shit and then putting it all together in the back of the, uh, in the back before they come out. They're just doing that. Um, it's awesome. And guys that can do that are good. So these guys are both good and they're doing great shit. I love that they like they're trading holes, getting rope breaks, etc. Um, they trade some strikes. Zack Sabre Jr. pulls an Ishii and just fucking sells his ass off for the Mongolian chops. Um, and then he goes to kicks and more grappling. Um, it Like late in the match, Kevin Kelly, you know, earlier he said something dumb. Here he says something really smart because I had not <laughs> noticed this. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. 
um, neither opponent or neither competitor had left the ring. And at that point, they mm. hadn't even hit the ropes yet. So most of the match is like done in the middle of the ring. And there's not like it, it, there's a few rope breaks and stuff, but they're not like running the ropes or anything like that. So uh, that reverse like uh, torture rack thing, I don't know what you call it, um, but he like can't get it on at first because they're all slippery. And so then he, he finally gets him right. And Zack Sabre just kind of maneuvers around on Khan while Khan's holding him up. And that is something you usually see a small wrestler do on a larger wrestler. And Zack Sabre Jr. is bigger than Okan. That puts Okan over as strong, and it puts Zack Sabre Jr. over as this, like, submission guy. That's a really smart finish. Really smart finish. Really cool match. I love both these guys. This may not be everyone's style, though. To me, this is, like, one yeah. of those matches that, like, me and you like, but I bet you a lot of people don't like this match, but I liked it a lot. It was cool. Uh, I don't like it. I think it's one of Greater Khan's best matches to date, singles at least. Cool. So, uh, yeah. yeah, for me, it's up there with like the Tanahashi one uh, and the second Naito match as well. What? So, yeah. Somebody, somebody on commentary uh, is, during one of these shows recently mentioned that they called uh, Okan an unorthodox wrestler. And I was like, that is a great, I mean, that's kind of obvious, but that's a great way to explain him because, as you said, when you start talking about this match, you didn't know what to expect. And that's kind of how it is with Ocon matches where you don't know what to expect. You know, Luke, we've seen a hundred or more con matches at this point, and we still don't know what to expect. Don't know what to expect. Yeah. That's pretty it's fucking cool, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love that. So. Especially since like a lot of those matches were tag matches and the focus is more on um, Cobb. So yes. we're seeing Cobb finishes, whereas like we're not seeing everything that Akan can do. So uh, maybe and he's showing us what he can do in this this tournament. It's pretty awesome. And we got a another match which is short but uh, enjoyable. Yeah, the wrong guy wins, but that's okay. I can handle it. It's uh, Toriyanu versus Kota Ibushi. This is really funny, and I'm like, oh, oh shit, this is gonna be over already. Yano puts a hood on. Abushi then wraps him up in the uh, ring apron. Um, what is it? Banner. <laughs> and then just throws Abushi to the floor, gets back in the ring. Uh, and I was like, yeah, oh, no, Abushi's out of it. God damn it. But that's a, that's fine. It's all right. Uh, but Abushi just fucking crushes Yano for that. Like, oh, you're going to win like that? Well, uh, I'm just going to fucking murder you now. And he does. Uh, <laughs> fucking a reverse Komagoye. Then a Bomoye, then a Kamagoye, and I was like, "Well, Yano, you kind of, um, you kind of, you poke the, you poke the uh, murder Ibushi, and he was just like, "Oh, you are gonna win like that? Well, fuck you, I'm gonna kick your ass," and he did. Yeah. Uh, it was actually felt kind of sorry for Yano because like he's such a goofy character that when you see him actually get his ass whooped, you're just like, "Oh, don't, don't hurt him." But yeah. <laughs> Koto Bushi fucked shit right up. <laughs> so Bushi's at six and Yano also at six. I don't have much to add about this other than I thought it was funny. These two, yeah. like, I'd like to see more of these two because I think that this could be a lot of fun. Because Bushi, we know Bushi's up for anything. Like, he'll do whatever. And so, like, he's yep. obviously, you want me to put the hood on and then get wrapped up and almost die that way? Absolutely. That's no problem. You know, um, 
But one of the funniest parts of this is after the match, Ibushi's all proud of himself because he won. Um, and he takes the the hood, which was a bag. It's a bag that has all this shit in it that that Yano, <laughs> suppose, according to Kevin Kelly, has had officially donned his second. So the bag itself is his valet, all right? And that's important. <laughs> To the rules that's the uh, iwgp approved apparently and uh so the valet you know is the bag and ibushi was inspecting that and poured all the shit out and that was like part of yano's plan you know is because then he's like oh great somebody finally did it then he puts the bag right on ibushi and but what's funny is that after yano's lost you know he's convalescing getting ready to go to the back ibushi puts the hood on yano's head and he wears it to the back <laughs> I, I can imagine like ibushi saying something like to the effect of don't ever put that fucking thing on me again, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you put the you put the bag back over Yano's head and then just kind of patted Yano's head, going, There you go. <laughs> oh, that that looks nice. I like it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're right, Abushi is down for anything. Just uh, everyone just just Google uh Kota Ibushi versus uh Blob Doll, you can see exactly what we mean. And uh, it's an education to that match because uh, it wasn't it, like I always knew that, that that a lot of wrestling is the person taking the moves, not necessarily doing them. But uh, that, that match is a, definitely an education to be like, no, this is how much it is taking and selling compared to doing. Uh, so, uh, yes. yeah. Anyway, uh, main event time, uh, Kenta versus Shingo Takagi. Is it Shingo Takagi? Yeah, it is. I, I mixed that. I mixed that up last time too, yeah. Kenta does the uh, smart thing because uh, uh, Shingo's wrapped up like he's Ishii on, with his arm, or at least he will be by the time this bloody tournament's over. Because uh, Kenta, being the smart heel that he is, goes straight for uh, Shingo's arm, not only to uh, fuck it up even more, but, you know, to take away all Shingo's hard-hitting shit and soften him up for that game over. Even chair shots the arm at some point. But uh, the, the the chair shots to me kind of felt like, all right, he's overdone it now. Shingo's got to win this, right? And yes, thankfully, it's uh, not enough damage. Last of the Dragon. But felt almost like a one-armed Last of the Dragon. Like he's, he does it almost normal, but one of his arms is a little limper than the other. Just great selling, really. Uh, Shingo at six. Uh, Kenta also at six. I don't have a ton to say about this because it's kind of just like it's just like a good match, you know, and yeah. there's not a lot to say. However, um, Kenta's like, you know, slow pace, like heel shenanigans versus Shingo's like high work rate. I want to move fast type of thing. You know, uh, that's an interesting dichotomy. And that's kind of what this match is all about. Um, but like you said, yeah, uh, you know, Shingo gets his arm pilmanized by fucking Kenta. So that was like, wow. Um, and that's obviously the kind of story. Shingo's story is uh, being the champ in the tournament and also having an arm injury now. And so that'll be interesting to see what goes forward here, um, you know, as far as that goes. But this is very good. I just don't have a lot to say about it. It was just really good match. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say... Um... For, for A block that night, um, Greater Khan ZSJ was where it's at for me. But yeah, it was good shit. Uh, yeah, pretty solid night. Yeah. Yeah. Now you said at the beginning of the show that we didn't have any news. However, that right. was a lie, according to the the test results. Uh, Mari Povich, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
it, because we had this is a rumor and uh, it's a rumor started by the guy who's involved in the rumor. So I think this is actually a good thing. And it was uh, Re- yes. Ryu Lee on Twitter. Um, he tweets the best of Super Juniors logo with the thinky emoji. And um, that's fucking awesome because, you know, supposedly the state of emergency has ended recently in Japan. And there may be some traveling that's available to do now and maybe some other stuff. But uh, really has to be in the best of super juniors. If you guys aren't familiar with this guy, holy shit. He's the most new Japan pro wrestler that isn't a new Japan pro wrestler. Like he is so new Japan. Like his entire style is the epitome of the best of what the super juniors are. He's fucking amazing. I can't wait to see him wrestle guys. Oh my God. I'll be still my beating heart. Yes. I hope that's true too. That'd be amazing. Uh, it's been it's been forever since we've seen um really slash uh, dragon league so yeah yes oh man please watch please, all please. the matches he also started tweeting like memories from new japan like and and like like he tweeted a picture of of well this was from cmll but him versus uh takahashi from you know hiromu from way back when they had their little series in 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 cmll and so like he's like oh thinking about new japan with the thinky emoji he didn't point his brain. He used the thinking emoji. Hmm. Yeah. Um, does, that, does that mean his brain's in the emoji? Like, where is his brain then? I don't know. It's in his phone. That's where mine is. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so. oh, well, it, it is My a smartphone. Phone. Hey. Ow. Yeah. Hey, now, I don't know if you had this problem, but on night eight, B-Block, I'm trying to hear the crowd because we're in a new building. We're in the arena. And it's a big old place, and there's all kinds of people there, and I can't fucking hear the crowd at all. I can't hear them clapping. I can barely hear them at all. And um, so I switched that over building the, sucks. I switched over the Japanese commentary uh, because I thought maybe it was something to do with the the American commentary. Same fucking thing. Although I did have a lot of fun listening to the Japanese commentary. It'd been a while, so <laughs> uh, I will not sing that song. Uh, but anyway, it's uh. Yeah, well, it's been a while. Anyway, Kanemaru, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Rio Iwa start off the uh, the night. It's solid stuff. Uh, it's good to see Kanemaru again. He's kind of grown on me this year since the uh, whole Suzuki Goon face turn. There's not much to it yet. Uh, Rio Iwa is not allowed to get too much offense in yet and doesn't know that many moves yet. So it's uh, it's mostly him copying a beating and selling and all that kind of stuff. But he does get a pretty good drop kick in at some point. Figure four. Uh, and uh, Katamaru gets the win. Yeah. So this next match is like a battle of Islanders. You know, it's like the Hawaiian oh, yeah. Islander versus the Tongan Islander. Tell me about this one, Luke. Yeah. Tama Tonga versus Jeff Cobb. And uh, it's just, if I only just notice this now, I feel like sometimes I know I see things and I'm just like, Wow, that's awesome. And then I'm like, like, my brain immediately goes, wait, does he always do this? And I've only just seen it. Uh, Cobb does the uh, everybody go surfing on, on Tamatonga's yeah, back. He's been doing that. Yeah, yeah. He did that. Yeah. He started doing that during the Ibushi feud when he was beating up Bushi on the outside and like riding around oh, on his back right. and doing the stomps and shit. Those stomps were, I don't understand how he did that. Like without killing a dude. So. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you'd have to pay me. Like, can you last? How long can you last with Jeff Cobb surfing on your back? Uh, if you can last this long, you'll get. Uh, 
five hundred bucks or something. That'd be how many? That'd how be many interesting. What? I don't know what how long? How many minutes can you last with uh, Jeff Cobb surfing on your back? Yeah, I heard that part, but what do you get? I don't know. What are bucks like? You like get five, Oh, um, sorry, I meant uh, dollary dues. Oh, okay. Now I know what you mean. Yeah, so yeah. money. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I say bucks for your benefit, but what you know, in my heart of hearts, it's always like a dollary dues. I'm like, what, what the hell does he not get about this? What am I saying? And then it's like, oh, the dollary. Right, okay. We're <laughs> having fun. We're having fun. Yeah, it's. He does the uh, Forever Corner Slams. I don't care what it's called, Oklahoma and whatever the fuck. It's Forever Corner Slams. That's cooler for, to my brain. But uh, now, uh, you know, and there's one point here where there's a, a moment where I feel like Cobb does a spine buster to Tamatonga, but then Cobb sells like he just got fucked up, and I'm like, what the hell happened there? I don't, I don't. What 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 was that? But there's a tour of the islands attempt turned into a Tongan twist, which is really cool. And, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Cobb almost m- makes the cardinal sin uh, in wrestling, especially if you're in WWE, I guess, of uh, or Western wrestling in general, of bringing up family. Hey, your family sucks. What would you like, say oh, about my family? Luke, we've been, up family in we've been friends yeah. for a long time. Did you just say something about my family? I <laughs> <love> you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he does. But, uh, you know. Everyone Wait, well, makes... I, we need to clear this up. Were you just <laughs> using that as an example or something? Because I don't like it. <laughs> Do not no. talk about my family. Otherwise, I will wrestle you in a match. Yeah. I will go extra hard because you just said the, the F word. It's okay. family. All the wrestler needs to do is just put his hands on his hips, look at him and be like, family. And then say it in a way that means... Family sucks and it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> you have a family. That's that is enough right there. You know, yeah. Shane, Shane McMahon will come flying in and say, "What'd you say about my family?" You know. So. Congratulations on your wedding. Oh, you're fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys thinking about having kids? What'd you fucking say? <laughs> oh, we got fun with that for a while. That's good. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. But, uh, you know, Tamatonga, being a fast-moving, aroundy wrestler, makes the cardinal sin that everyone does in a Jeff Cobb match, and that's uh, he runs at him at, at some point, <laughs> tour of the islands. And uh, Jeff Cobb, perfect score on eight points, Tamatonga on two. Tamatonga's score does not reflect his uh, – same with Ishii, I guess, but we expect that from Ishii. But Tamatonga's score does not reflect uh, how awesome he's kind of been during his G1, I reckon. This is kind of like Tomatonga babyface here, you know? Um, so, like, like uh, Giotto's just hanging on the outside. He's not getting involved. He's just out there. He's even, like, at one point, he's like, come on, Tonga, let's go. And I was like, what? That was, I thought, I, <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I thought you didn't care, you bastard. Um, but uh, that was fun. Jeff Cobb throws Tom around, of course. And, like, there was one match. <laughs> There's one one part where he has a, a vertical suplex and he just kind of like throws Tomatonga out of a vertical suplex position it was really cool. Um, I like that and I like seeing you know as we said many times the situational uh, alignment in uh, New Japan is fun especially when we get to see you know, a Jado going come on yeah that's funny. Um, <laughs> we get this cool DV, D, DDT 
And um, then, you know, Tomatonga, he dodges some attacks and hits that that rolling DVD that you like so much. And it looked really weird oh, yeah. with him hitting it with Jeff Cobb because, like, he made no contact with the mat. Only Jeff Cobb. You know what I mean, it's pretty funny because Jeff Cobb's a wide man. Um, we had the uh, what the running suplex and then the you know moonsault from Cobb. That's fun. Uh, Tama had some really great comebacks in this match, and then you know, and then he goes on a tour. You know, if um, he runs into Goto down there, just keep him there. You know, some I don't I don't like Goto. Gun's done, and just mug him for all his uh, holiday money as well. You don't ever say that right, you know? It's 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 Gunston. That's how you're supposed to say it. Oh, so, sorry. I do like that part in the match where Cobb's like, hey, I heard your brother's in B-Block. Fuck, what did you uh, A-Block, what did you say about my family? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Didn't your dad used to wrestle? You son of a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next we got... Uh, 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 Evil versus uh, Chase. And uh, well, the start of this makes me laugh. Evil's just like, lay down. I get the two <laughs> points. Lay down. And Chase is like, I'm not doing that. Just fucking lay down. Come here, boy. Come here. Just lay down. <laughs> lay down. Do you want a treat or not? Lay down. Oh, exactly. <laughs> There's almost a 20 count here. And Dick Togo does something that makes me laugh. At 18... Chase goes back into the ring, but uh, the ref's distracted by evil. And so Togo grabs Chase's legs and pulls him back out. 19! <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. But he gets back in the ring. This cheating galore. And, you know, that, uh, this Texas dude, he, he's been doing all right in the G1. But, uh, you know, he, he showed up. I can uh, at least uh, respect him for, for that, at least. He's, uh, he's, he's trying to be as entertaining as he can. But, you know, this is fucking evil. This is evil show. You should have just laid down. Uh, so everything is evil. And hear that, Ashy? Evil, six points. Chase Owens on zero. No? Now you, now I address you and now you've got nothing to say? Fucking cats, man. They don't do anything you want ever. Oh, it's almost like she's a part of your family or something. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have not talked about this yet, and it's a good time to do it. Um, Evil has uh, G1 um, shoulder pads now, and these shoulder pads that he wears out to the ring are fucking unbelievably cool. And the only thing he's missing is, like, the helmet, you know, and he'd be Vader or whatever. <laughs> Shit looks <laughs> awesome. I love it. And, um, you know, my note says here is that Evil wants a Chase to lay down and that he should lay down. That's what said. So you, we both were on the same page there. Um, yep. <laughs> the Japanese announcers absolutely refuse to act. You know how, like, if someone looks at the other guy, they're like, whoa, you know, they lose their mind over everything. And, like, they will not sell for evil. They <laughs> Evil does something, they're like, yeah, he's doing it. You know, it's, it's almost like he talked about their family. But we did learn something about <laughs> everyone's favorite backstage guy, Dick Togo. Um, we learned about his religious life in this match. I don't know if you noticed this, but he was um, doing a distraction um, while Evil was behind a, a Texas guy on the outside. Um, you know, Dick Togo falls to his knees and begs for forgiveness and does the sign of the cross. So he's Catholic. So there you go. <laughs> That's very important to know. And uh, then we, during one of um, the big, uh, like, uh, Chase Owens' big, like, comeback, he does a Canadian drop kick 
to Dick Togo, threw the ropes to the outside, and then a motherfucking Canadian spear into the ring on evil. Double Canadian. That's all I got. Isn't he a Texas champion? How dare you do those Texas moves? I want Cloverleaf yeah, and, and nothing else. Well, and like, if you're from Texas crossing the border, that's not something you do, right? Because that's what the damn, you know, they took our job guys do, right? They took their job, right? Oh, my God. You know, um, I've known many, many uh, Mexicans who have crossed the border illegally to come to the United States and work. And it's funny, like all of them, almost all of them that I knew paid taxes into um, but never collected taxes out of the treasury, you know? So, like – People are always like, oh, these motherfuckers, they're 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 using all of our shit and they don't pay for it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure they do. Like, like a lot of them do. Like some of them don't, but a lot of them do. Those were good guys. Mm -hmm. I almost like to say that they're more American than me because what's more American than traveling across thousands of miles to send money back to your family to make them a better life? What's more American than that? Did you mention the word family? Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's right. Please don't kill me. Please don't do, kill me. I, uh, Mexican dudes I used to know. So. <laughs> I like what you brought up here with the Japanese commentary because uh, the crowd doesn't like evil. The English commentary doesn't like evil. Twitter, the Tweety, do not like evil. And the Japanese commentary just does not like evil. So I think New Japan is very happy with the reaction that evil's getting. This is what they want. So uh, in those terms, uh, evil's crushing it and... Uh, in any terms that you want to express, evil's crushing it. I love evil. Yeah, he is. And I mean, more importantly, that's what Dick Togo wants. So, <laughs> love Dick Togo. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, I gave this another, another look see because uh, I had a bit of a Yoshi existential crisis and all that. So, I gave this another, another look see, Mr. Mr. Andy. But uh, let's just do it. We got Tai Chi versus Yoshi Hashi. And I had one of those existential crises of. I guess I think I, – I'm going to hazard a guess. Let me know, Yoshihashi fans, if this has been you, where you've just thrown in the towel of your Yoshi fandom and just been like, fuck this. It doesn't matter what happens or who puts him over or whatever. They're not – you know, in, I mean, in a loss or whatever. Like, this, they're never doing anything with him. He'll never win. This is fucking – I've just had enough. I've, I've tapped out. I've tapped – I'm done. To the butterfly Shut up. And then he and then he does and then once you've been like thrown in the town, you said you're done. Yoshi's just like, all right, now it's time to win. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so uh, you know, I kind of was like switched off, going, Taichi's just gonna crush this motherfucker. I'm done. But uh, then I see the finish, and I'm just like, shit. I'm gonna have to be a professional podcaster and uh, give this another look, see, so I can uh, you know give it a fair due and, and talk about it. And you were just like. Like this is awesome. What are you talking about? And uh, is yeah, that what I sound like? Like, is that what you when you read my messages? They go, "Hey, how you doing, man? Like, uh, this is how I talk." <laughs> I prefer if you're gonna do the high voice. What can we do, Mark Wahlberg? Can it be that? Like whenever, oh, like, like, Mark it's Wahlberg, like, uh, hey, hey, Luke, how you doing? I had to say hello to your mother for me. Um, what did you say for me? You know, so your father. Uh, but. Uh, but, you know, like that's that's kind of his line that he always says. But, yes, I would love the the Mark Wahlberg. And that's in 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 your mind. That's what in your brain. Excuse me. That's what I sound like uh, when you read uh, messages. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, let's see what the last message I sent to you was. 
I'll be I'll be ready whenever you are. You went because I was like, yo, what's up? And you're like, give me a sec. And I was like, you son of a bitch. And he lied to okay. me. Okay. Uh, well, I was watching that football game and I was so happy. That's true. It, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> by the way, we have Taichi versus Yoshihashi. Uh, lots of G1 talk. And there's a lot of fighting on the outside to start off with. I think there's either before or during this portion, like Taichi stands on that never title as well. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Taichi is back it. to healing healing it up because Yoshihashi is the ultimate underdog and because that's all he's ever been his entire career there's no way you could really believe that he could like heal it up or something because surely if you've done the same thing for fucking 10 years and it's not working and you're still losing surely the best thing to do would be to keep going the way you are just change it turn heel or something ah! anyway a lot of people don't like you anyway so just turn heel but Tai Chi is the heel in this match. That's fine. Uh, and uh, <laughs> oh, so I, I don't want to look at this again. I, I'm really liking it. Tai Chi's bumping for, for Yoshi and, you know, cutting off uh, Yoshi's comebacks and all that. Yoshi's getting closer and closer to those, those three counts like he always does. And he actually does the impossible. Like Tai Chi is actually like, you know what? You haven't put one of these on in like, a million years and in those million years over an AEW Pentagon Juniors put on like one of these every single fucking match he has but karma and holy shit one two three Yoshihashi gets his first two points and uh Taichi at a pretty good six hmm. I love this match it's so much fun it's you know as we knew uh, from you know the uh comments uh from uh Taichi and his uh he won press conference that he was he had his mind on Yoshihashi, you know, as a, as a lot of people did for some reason. But um, yep. so he, he he shows his appreciation to Yoshihashi by serenading him uh, to begin with. And um, we see something immediately uh, that is clear. And I checked Twitter just to make sure. And it's 100 percent real. Um, Miho Abe has thrown away that hair thing because she says that once it's touched by Dick Togo, you have to throw it away. So <laughs> you have to burn it. So you can't throw funny. it away. You incinerate that motherfucker, like <laughs> chuck it in the fireplace or something. So Taichi, <laughs> this is the match where he sells uh, the most, like Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan. If you're not familiar with that match, that is a match where Shawn Michaels uh, is like so pissed off and shitty that he just decides to go out and just bump like a. Re- I mean, it is absolutely absurd the way he bumps for Hulk Hogan in a particular match. And this is what Taichi's doing for Yoshihashi in this match. And it's so funny. He's not going too far with it, but it's really funny. I mean, he is just, you know, like going flying. And it's so funny. Um, there's a really long, like, abdominal stretch. And Taichi is just so funny. Um, just grab it. You know, he's 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 making up for the lack of um, any kind of charisma that Yoshihashi has. And so Taichi's like, okay, well, I got this kid. Don't worry about it, you know? And and this is what's, you know, this is what makes a good pro wrestler. Plus, he's making us all laugh. Now, I noticed something about this match that is very strange. I didn't notice about any of the other matches, uh, especially the next one. But Taichi and Yoshihashi were sweating so much. Oh, my God. I mean, like, they were <laughs> it's ridiculous, the amount of sweat <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because the next match, like they didn't sweat at all. So we'll talk about that. But um, uh, Taichi keeps going back to that hold or he is kicking Yoshi's arm. 
that's kind of his deal. And everything, uh, he's doing everything he can to make Yoshi uh, Hashi look great. And uh, that dangerous suplex out of the butterfly lock was cool. Um, <laughs> my, my note says, Taichi wins with a super kick uh, or after a super kick battle and, and celebrates by flexing. And then it says, oh, no, a destroyer by Yoshihashi Karma and Yoshihashi wins. But I still love this match proving once and for all, Luke, that I don't really care who wins. So don't tell me I do. You should tell me I do. Uh, well, imagine if the in the next match the finish went the other way. So I'd be okay uh, with that. The only thing oh, I that's a bad example because it's a Carter versus Haruki Goto. All right, but imagine Goto versus Tanahashi, and it went the other. I mean, oh, shut up! You don't like seeing Goto win. <laughs> I know, but deep down, I really don't care who wins. Those unless, there's certain guys that I want to win, obviously, but you know, I mean, my point is, is that I just want to see a good match. This match is great. The fact that Yoshihashi wins doesn't ruin the match for me, and the fact that maybe I thought he wasn't going to win the whole time, and then he does, is just that's just a bonus. This is fun. The crowd loved this. Oh, we couldn't yeah. hear. I couldn't tell, but I was looking at their faces, you know, and like the little bit of their faces I could see, they looked happy, and I could see them clapping. I just couldn't hear it. So, God, that's so. Uh. The next match is, well, it's kind of like, I don't know, yeah. It's, um, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that you like this a lot more than I did, but it's Kazuchika Okada versus Haruki Goto. Uh, I'm glad uh, this match was sh actually shorter than the uh, Yoshihachi Tai Chi match, so uh, Yoshihachi Okada match. I, I guess it's not in the main event, so that's maybe part of it. Another part of it is, is like, Kazuchika uh, Okada's like, fuck Goto. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm like, uh, so uh, I'm like, uh, Okada's eight and Goto, whatever the fuck he has, he's zero. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you loving this G1? Goto's at zero after four rounds. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. He's Yoshihashi has more points than Goto. <laughs> Yujiro has more points than him. <laughs> It's all right. That's why Chase is in the G1. Let's see if uh, Goto can get a couple points. But uh, I mean, look. Great, great Ape already won G Block. Goto doesn't even have any points. Uh, what did you think of this one, man? Because I thought it was fine. Like, the two guys I'm, I'm like, yeah, about. And I can, I guess if you're in a Carter fan, you probably like it because he wins. But, you know, I don't know. What did you think of this one? Um, It's decent. I don't give a fuck. Bah, ha, ha, ha. Goto falls prey to the bulldog Brett finish. Ha ha ha. Quick handshake and, and, and Okada dips. That's my notes. However, I do have another note, just a, you know, observation. So when a wrestler is performing a move off of something high, they, you, you want to look like you're jumping, but really want to step off. You know what I mean? That's the proper way to do stuff so that like, say for example, a ladder doesn't go flying out from under you and you die. So you're supposed to just yeah. kind of like step off. So Goto um, does that, and that's how Macho Man did it. He did the, you know, he's kind of trying to be shitty, and he's like, oh, I'm going to do Okada's elbow, but it's really Macho Man's elbow, and uh, and he steps off the uh, the ropes. I like that. That's, that's really smart. That's good. Okay, so our last match, here it is. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Sonata. And what does Sonata do when he's wrestling against someone who's uh, not able to move as fast as him? He trolls them by make, trying to make them look bad, uh, make them look slow and crappy. But unlike Hanma, 
you're wrestling Hiroshi Tanahashi, who's the fucking smartest man in wrestling. So, oh, you're going to run rings around me, you motherfucker? I'm going to roll you up and pin your ass, which is pretty much what happens. I'm like, that's like my notes for like, it's a 25-minute match. But this was Sonata trying to run as many rings around Tanahashi as he could, and then Tanahashi's been like, no, nah, I'm too smart for fall for, for, for any of this shit. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the ace, you son of a bitch. Uh, let me show you why. <laughs> And uh, I was super happy here because, uh, hey, Goto lost and Sonata lost. Uh, so, uh, you know, what, what what's there to hate about this night, hey? <laughs> yeah, it's it, look, it's a really good match. Uh, it's made even better for me because of the finish. See, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite, I guess. Uh, I like seeing guys I like win. <laughs> How dare you say that? How dare you say that? <laughs> but yeah uh this is good stuff uh and you know it's just uh he, he like sonata even like like a big trolling douchebag has uh the paradise lock jesus christ cat has um tanahashi in the paradise lock then puts his foot on his back and then starts air guitaring i'm like oh yeah, you can't do that no that's too much man that's too much man but yeah what do you think of this one so Actually this like match is really interesting, and it's not – I mean, like, I like it. It's really good, but I was kind of, like, really fascinated by the match structure. It's almost like this is an Ishii match, not a Tanahashi or Sonata match. This is, like, Ishii 101 here because it's, like, it's these big, long mirror spots like you see in an Ishii match where they'll be, like – I don't know, you know, they'll run the ropes, do a drop down, leapfrog, uh, tackle, then into the corner with the chops. And then the other guy will do that same thing to him, you know, or sometimes they're much longer and more complicated. And that's what this match was like. And it was really neat. I, I like seeing other guys do this match because it, I just, I don't know, I was kind of blown away watching this kind of stuff that was going on and just kind of seeing where they were going to repeat you know, what's it going to look like when Sonata does those moves, the Tanahashi that I just saw him doing? I don't know. It's kind of neat. Um, we also like, uh, you know, Sonata does. I don't know what that word means. My 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 note doesn't make any sense there. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, stop calling okay, you Larry so if you do that again. Sonata, <laughs> Sonata does a lot of copying Tanahashi in this match. Like I talked about, like he does his own dragon screws. Um and uh, he does start to get too fast uh, for Tanahashi at one point. Um, but, you know, it, it kind of is not necessarily super noticeable. We had a bunch of Canadian drag screws from uh, dragon screws from uh, Tanahashi. It was awesome. Exciting five moves of doom from Sonata. But he goes for the moonsault and jams his knee, right? Pretty cool. Uh, they, they botch his skull end reversal. That was the only that was kind of that and, and and sonata listen man listen i know you're listening your cold skull i know you know how i know sonata's listening because he's always holding his hand to his ear so i know that's why he's listening and um all right that's why i know he's listening if you can't do the swing don't do it okay and that goes for any move um wrestlers everywhere if you can't if it's not gonna look good don't do it and so because he picks up tanahashi for the like you know, the cold skull, big giant swing. And he just like, it gets like three quarters of a rotation and just kind of like loses it. And it's like, hmm, oh, okay. Um, that was weak. Uh, but um, let's see here. He goes for, yeah, he has the jam to knee, high fly flow to standing Sonata, high fly flow to laying down Sonata, but knees up, mood assault, but knees up, 
You said we had the the O'Connor roll, one, two, no. Bridging Dragon Suplex from Tanahashi, yeah. one, two, no. I mean, it's just like, it's fucking good shit, man. Tanahashi's not going to have bad matches. And when he's got somebody like Sonata that can kind of do whatever, he's going to have good shit. I just was fascinated by the uh, the structure of it more than anything. It was different, and I like that. I love Tanahashi's bridging suplexes as well. Like, it, be it a German or a straitjacket or the dragon, like, they're awesome. I, I always get a big kick out of seeing those. Do you reckon for older wrestlers at least, you think – like, uh, I, it's weird to me because I see Sonata as a guy who's pretty decent at mirroring other wrestler styles like Zack Sabre Jr. You can do, you know, that kind of stuff. Do you think for older guys, like, maybe he just needs to slow it down a little or – no. But who needs to slow it down? Sonata. Um, how old do you think Sonata is? 31. He's 33, right? Which is, is like 31 in, in New Japan age. So, um, you know, but uh, I don't, I mean, like, I don't see him slowing it down in situations like no, this no. ever, you know? I mean, that's kind of, that's like saying Ishimori, let's slow it down a little bit. You know, like, that's kind of their thing is to go fast. So, um in in certain situations i i i think he's doing fine you know i just think he needs personality that's the thing that i think is missing from sonata he's fantastic in the ring you know he's he's yeah. really good it's just i don't i'm tired of his five moves of doom that's why i say that all the time and there's only three moves of doom anyway but i just i don't like them and i just get tired of it i don't like i do like one thing about this this year's g1 is that he's not doing endless skull ends burying his finish you know because like it used to be every match he'd have this like endless skull end and it's like well if it doesn't make people tap out in like 20 seconds i don't think that's a good finish buddy just saying yeah i i know what you're saying like uh oh sonata's reversed it into a skull so now oh that was a good reversal into uh yeah, we've seen the skull end reversal, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I agree. Tanahashi said something about his his family. Oh, what's Sonata's reason for a skull end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sonata looks really pissed off. Oh no, his face did not move. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked like he can't hear. Is that, he's he's motioning that he wants to hear yeah. something? Luke, how do you feel about the G1 so far? Yeah. Oh, I'm enjoying it. It's good. Yeah. Yep. So when the names were announced, you know, we were concerned there were guys missing like Jay White, for example, and many others yeah. that we were hoping to see, uh, you know, John Moxley, several people that we wanted to see. Do you think that they've exceeded your expectations knowing that? Or is this just like, I knew it was the G1. I knew it'd be good. They haven't exceeded my expectations, but they haven't like it's not under my expectations. Like I just, it's good, it's good, it's, it's good. It's about as awesome as this lineup could be, which is pretty damn awesome. Like, um, I think everyone's kind of, Jesus, where is my cat today? Um, daylight savings must be messing with their brain because it's like this is my usual feed time. What's going on? No, it's in 24 minutes, actually, cat. Actually, actually. Uh, yeah, it's it's really good solid stuff. There's look when you've got like Tongaloa, Yujiro, uh, and Chase Owens in your all in your 
one. I mean, you're getting Tongaloa versus Yujiro um, tonight, by the way. Uh, so, uh, good. Uh, I guess uh, there's, there's one reason why you're not waking up. I but bet we, that'll be fun, actually. I bet that'll maybe. be fun. I hope so. But we also got uh, Ishikanta and Ibushi Shingo. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a great night of wrestling. So, you know, the, some, some of the lineups, it, you, you look at it and you're just like, all right, yeah. And then, you know, they just mix it up the next time and it's all good again. It's uh, I'm really enjoying it. I do miss my Jay White, though. Yeah. I miss Never Open. I never miss seeing that Never title. Well, he's wrestling Ishii in like a half hour. So, uh, oh, is that today? That yeah, it's tonight, man. So, uh, at least I think it is. I was paying attention to what Ian said, you know. Um, <laughs> I fucking I think forgot. I was. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, but... Yeah, well, thank you for asking. I'm, I'm, you know, of the opinion that I think this G1 is slightly above my expectations, but, you know, yeah. I think it's right where I thought it would be at this point, you know, as far as like, of course, there's going to be awesome matches and stuff. And I don't think we've had many stinkers. You know, I think that's something that we haven't pointed out much is that we really haven't had any matches that are just fucking just terrible, that are so bad that we're just like, it's the worst thing ever. Or have we? And I'm, I'm forgetting some. Well, I think everyone knows my my thoughts and opinions on the Yujiro, <sighs> but I haven't been signed at him this this, this G1. Um, I've been having fun with, with the matches that he has been in, and I don't most mean surprisingly with beating Ibushi. I mean, all of his matches, I haven't been like, well, this is poopy, uh, and it should never have been, existed. So uh, that's something. Hey, he's better than his last G1, which... Uh, had a, I guess, a better field of wrestlers as well, but no, I think a lot of people know in this G1 they've they, they got to show up, man, because uh, this is you know pretty much as, as this is pretty much the all homegrown guys, isn't it? Mostly, yeah. not many gaijins at all, all this kind of stuff. So they got to step up, and I feel like everyone has. So yeah, it's been good. I haven't heard okay. uh, definitely no turds. Have you seen a turd yet so far? I, I was trying to go back through my notes and and I can't really do that and figure out like which ones are bad. I was looking for really short yeah. notes and I, I think there's some matches I didn't care about, but I don't think anything has been just shit yet. And so that's exciting. And hopefully, you know, that will never happen. I th- like I said, I think I have hope for matches like, uh, you know, Ujiro versus uh, uh, Tonga Loa to me that that is fun. That's got some fun in there. And uh, I think there could be some, Gato could be with them too. That'd be fun. And Jono and Gato are kind of jawing each other. I don't know. There's all kinds of fun stuff they can do with that. Um, you know, we were worried about Jay White versus Yujiro last year, and it was fantastic. It so was awesome. There was so many fun things they can do, and we're just we're about halfway through, I think now. And so I don't know. I'm excited for what's going to happen going forward, and I'm really like, I don't know. I'm just I'm ready to see what's next, but maybe not at 3 a.m. We'll see. I'm just not excited for an Okada G1 win. Oh, uh, you aren't? I thought you'd... Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, what I am hoping is for someone who's never won it to win it. But the funny thing is, because of the lineup they've had to go with with the G1 because of COVID and all that kind of stuff, this what is one of those G1s where it seems more likely that someone who's already won it will win it. That's Does safe. That make- they have to do something safe. I mean, yeah. if they don't... That's desperate. That's kind of the the evil winning the double title kind of thing. And some people I'm surprised really Shingo's. Like that. The, I'm surprised Shingo's got the belt. 
Like, um, cause, Me too, yeah. Um, he's, he's not a safe choice uh, because he's not like a homegrown New Japan guy and stuff. So they do take some risks every now and again. Um, and I'm glad they've given it to Shingo. He's always brought it. And he's kind of stabilized that title a little bit too, which is really nice. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the, the biggest takeaway from this tournament so far for me is the, you know, the rise of Zack Sabre Jr. And, you know, we've talked about like times when he was getting pushed, like that New Japan Cup and like, you know, almost always in the G1, he has a great showing. He doesn't usually win like this, but, you know, the whole thing with pushing him with the tag titles and, and he's, this is just another chapter in his career that we can go back to when he's higher on the card and say, Oh man, you know, remember, remember that awesome G one that he had and he almost won the whole thing or whatever. Um, I hope he goes really far. I, I hope he, you know, it would be awesome to see him, you know, in the finals, but you know, we'll see what happens. I, I doubt that. He, he's on eight points now. Um, I'd love to see him get the double digits and I think he will. Cause uh, he's had, or he's already beaten all of his toughest opponents which yeah, is Naito, yeah. Ibushi, and Shingo. So he's been all... Uh, well, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, toughest in terms of, like, <laughs> you know, I know, people, credible threats for the main titles and stuff, I guess. But, yes, Yano's always a threat to everyone at any time. <laughs> and that's Especially that's why them. he works. <laughs> oh, wow. So three G1 shows. Uh, I don't know how many's left, and uh, I don't want to know because uh, it, it's, it's a ride. Whether I'm always happy with it or not, it's still a ride that I like being on. So, uh, yes, there is a show today. We almost recorded my night after this sh- after today's show, but I was just like, oh, I kind of don't want to have an episode that I've seen and not talk about it at all. Feel weird to me. <laughs> so you uh, can't cave it. So you, nah. you give it away. So I got gotcha. you. All right. Yeah. Why well, a lot of right, so? Say, did I, dude? And uh, it was like, I think the first episode we've ever recorded where all we talked about was the G1 and nothing else. So uh, nothing else. Congratulations to us for being uh, so diligent in just talking about one subject and one subject only. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Bread Retrust. Get Peter some pom-poms. <laughs> <laughs>